Today I wanna to share some tips with you that helped me go from totally broke to multi-millionaire and able to completely retire at 27 years old. And my hope for you is you do more than what I did when I was 16 years old. And when I heard stuff like this, I would listen to it and then I would just go fight. Like, like Splinter Cell or World of Warcraft or RuneScape or, or Counter-Strike. Like those, those things were really, really fun. I, I don't regret any of the thousands of hours that I have playing video games, but uh, they didn't help me make money. Except my World of Warcraft account, which I sold, but I spent that money on a TV, okay? <laughs> So here's the quick format. I'm gonna give you a rule and then I'm gonna give you a quick example. Boom, then we're on to the next rule. If you internalize all of these things, you should be on your way to at least making more money than before you watch this video. All right, let's go. If your net worth today is less than a million dollars, start with rule one. Figure out how to control more assets. Anybody can turn assets into cash flow, but you have to start with assets first. Nobody creates cash flow with nothing. Look, all I'm trying to say is by controlling over seven and a half million dollars of real estate, if the market goes up just 1% over inflation, I make $75,000 doing nothing and I don't even have to pay taxes on it. If the market goes up three to 4%, like it kind of historically has, oh man, that's like 225 to 300 grand a year doing nothing. So as you're evaluating how to make money, think to yourself, what can you do to control things that go up in value over time? Because over the rest of your life, those are the things that are going to make you money while you do nothing. Real estate and stocks are a great example of this. Quotes like you should live every day like it's your last are inspirational, but they can sometimes keep us broke. I never liked party poor. I prefer grind now and party rich. First and biggest thing that inspired me when I was 18, 19, 20 years old and everybody around me while I was going to college at UCLA is doing the, oh, I'm a gap year. I'm gonna go vacation. I'm gonna go van life, which don't get me wrong. Like van life and vacation and gap year sound pretty dope. But I, I wanna get to this very simple bottom line that was just like, changed my mindset, okay? Well, just roll with me for a very short amount of time. Here we go. I was 20 years old when I did this and I realized, okay, if I put $5,000 into investments now, and if I'm 20 years old and I got five grand, I could do five grand every single year, like no doubt, that should be easy. That is going to turn into a million dollars by the time I'm 53 years old. Then I considered waiting. I changed one digit and I said, okay, well, what if I, I just didn't do this until I was 30 years old and then I put five grand a year aside. Well, I, instead of having a million dollars, would only have $389,000, which initially you might be thinking, well, Kevin, come on, like $389,000, this is still good money. Yeah, and that's true, but look at the ratio. On one hand, I turned $1 into over $6 because I invested $165,000 over 33 years and turned that into over a million dollars. And then over here, I turned $1 into $2.35. Like that's lame compared to this one over here. Like I'd much have it this one than that one. Like pretty obvious, right? So, so that made me go like, okay, I gotta start right now. Remember, perfect is the enemy of good. Not starting to invest is the enemy of yourself. And, and look, this is where we have to ask ourselves like, well, how much did I invest over the last two years? Well, the yield curve inverted. I thought the market crash was gonna come and I thought World War III was gonna start so I didn't invest anything. I, at 20 years old, thought to myself, dude, five grand a year, I don't really care what happens. I'm just gonna invest it because usually over the long run, all the little jigger jagger crap 
just flattens out and just don't worry about it. Buy stuff that I believed in is what I thought. Next, ask yourself, the money that you make per hour right now, when you say I am worth X per hour, $10, $8, $15, $30, $60, is that your limit? What's next? If there's a higher limit, what is it gonna take to get to that? In other words, find a place you can make a lot of money with very, very little skill. Here are just a few examples. You could do door-to-door -door sales and literally make 50 to $100,000 in a three-month summer. I know I didn't believe it either. That's why I went undercover and kind of checked to see if this was realistic. And then I realized, oh my gosh, it actually is. Beyond door-to-door -door sales or real estate sales, consider even medical sales or business-to-business -business sales. Anything with commission oftentimes has a high upside. Then think about doing small businesses that other people haven't actually considered doing before, like opening a 3D scanning company. Or here's one, being a hazmat contractor. That sounds insane, but let me just tell you as a previous licensed contractor, Mold, asbestos, lead, they ain't that big of a deal. You just have to have proper procedures in place. And if you could do that, guess what? You now do a job that nobody else wants to do, which means you can get paid more money. And then there's always tech in a coding boot camp. All right, next rule. I know this might sound cliche, but I have missed out on really good opportunities because I didn't say, what's the worst that would happen if I just did it, if I just took action? Most of the time, especially in America, you're not going to end up in jail. You're not going to end up bankrupt. Maybe you'll have a small setback, but usually the gains will be so much larger. Now, even though I missed out on opportunities, I did this with real estate sales. This is what I told myself. Most real estate agents on average, even like that part-time 60-year-old that really doesn't care, if they could sell two to four houses per year, and I'm 19 years old, got nothing to lose, I could jump into this business and start selling houses all I have to do is sell one house and I will literally make an entire year's worth of income at Red Robin and Jamba Juice. Why would I not do that? That's insane. And that's because every single time I went to go sell a house, it was like $7,500 to $10,000 in my pocket. I'm like, oh my God, that's really cool. I told myself, even if I sold nothing for the first year, two, or even three years, as soon as I sell one, I still make enough money to cover my expenses at 19 years old because I had like no expenses. And that one sale would probably lead to many more sales. So thanks to coming from a place of no money, I did something really unique that nobody does when it comes to the real estate business. I looked for every possible opportunity to save every dime I possibly could. Most businesses are designed to help other people make money. They sell tools, products, or services to help other people make money, which if you can now demonstrate frugality in your business, usually other people see that as a sign of, you know what? You're a good business person. You're somebody who's going to help me make money. For example, if somebody trusts in me and buys my real estate investing course, my property management course, my finance course, or whatever, and after they go through the content, they say something like, wow, I would have paid more. Like I got a better deal than what I bargained for. Then they would be experiencing the point of business. The point of business is to have a win-win deal where each side comes out ahead. And this had some really interesting side effects. See, when I got to selling my first house, I realized that ordinarily real estate agents are gonna call up a sign company. And the sign company is gonna come and install like this $100 sign and then after they pick it up and all this, you're out like $120 to $140. I'm thinking to myself, why would I hire a company to do that? 
I'm just gonna go spend $10 on a sledgehammer and install my own sign that I bought, and it's gonna pay for itself after I install like one and a half of these signs. So I literally installed my own for sale signs, which at first I was really embarrassed. I would go at like these really awkward times where I'm like, well, the client's got a nine to five job. If I go at 11 a.m., the odds are they're not gonna be home. Or other people where it's like, I work on the oil rigs at night. Guess I'm installing this for a sale sign at 9 p.m. tonight. I, I was kind of like embarrassed that I was trying to save money by installing these signs, but something really crazy happened when I was installing these signs myself. I'd go install the signs, and then even when I thought the client was gone, even when I thought I was being really quiet, door opens and they come out. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. Like I'm a real estate agent. Here I am swinging a sledgehammer, installing my own for sale sign. Like, what am I doing? And guess what the client said? This was just like, <sighs> clients go, Kevin, can I get a picture of you doing this? And at first I'm thinking to myself, oh no, here it is. The end of my career that I just started. <laughs> and instead the people are like, this is the hardest working real estate agent ever who signs a listing and comes and installs a for sale sign themselves within a few hours swinging a hammer just so we could get that for sale sign up earlier so we could maximize our traffic to our listing. This is the agent you gotta work with. That's like literally what people would say to their friends or their neighbors. How do I know that? Because neighbors would walk up and the sellers would say that right in front of me and in front of them. And then I got to think to myself, dude, I just wanted to save the $100. Like, okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, right. <laughs> but all of a sudden by cutting my expenses and doing what no other real estate agent had done before, putting their own signs in, taking photos of stuff themselves, I was starting to differentiate myself as the hardest working real estate agent to exist in Ventura County. And that was really good because it made more people call me. People, when I sold my first place, that person referred me another person to help out. When I sold that person a house, they referred me to another friend to work with. Like, Whoa, this is like exponential here. It's kind of like compound interest, except in business. Be very careful when people tell you the only thing that matters is the top line. How much money is coming in? No, you'll get brainwashed into expensing yourself to death. Be careful of your expenses. The only time the top line matters more is if you're a money losing startup and you're trying to prove proof of concept or you're in marketing. Now, the next big lesson that I learned is actually one a real estate client taught me. And they said, Kevin, whatever you do, minimize the amount of employees you have. And if you watch that video where I talked about losing a million dollars on a startup and talking about employees versus the video of how you can retire rich in nine years by buying golden tickets, really, really cool opportunity. Watch these videos if you haven't seen them yet. But anyway, this client taught me a really powerful lesson. Minimize your overhead and minimize your employee costs. And when I first heard that, like minimize employee costs, why would I do that? Like I want to scale, I want a big company. But then I realized, wait a minute, there's a reason there's this Yiddish saying that rather than like wishing somebody ill will, you say something like this, I wish you many employees. It's like, what? That's how you wish people ill will in Yiddish? What? But that stuck with me. And then I started realizing, wait a minute, I don't need 
insane scale. I don't need to be working 90, 100 hour weeks and, and having a bunch of employees and all the stress involved in that. I just need to minimize my expenses, be in some kind of high margin business or place where I could show people I could work harder than the next guy and end up getting more business because of that. And all of a sudden, boom, you're making more money. Drop shipping, FBA, Bitcoin, day trading, a lot of these things sound great, but if they take too much of your life to produce too little revenue, it's not worth it. Find something that takes little time, but deals with big money. So I chose to make investing my side hustle, which yes, the harder you work at it, the more of a return you can actually make on your money. But look, saving money and being a real estate agent wasn't the only way I made money. I would always be open to looking for deals because I always thought to myself, I'm 20 years old, I'm putting every extra dollar I make into the stock market because I don't care what the market does. I'm looking at what did I learn when I was 20 years old? What did I learn when I did that little chart while everybody else is worried about gap year and which van they're gonna rent for van life? That's what I started doing. So I'm like putting all my money in the market. I don't care what it is. I'll just keep buying Apple stock, like whatever. Something I believe in, good enough for me. It's not necessarily the most sound financial advice. And this isn't financial advice, this is just entertainment. Please don't sue me, bro. A lot of people believe that markets are efficient, but know this, if you can be educated more than somebody else, guess what happens? You are able to make more money, retire early faster than anybody else. But then I realized, wait a minute, I should also invest where I have a competitive advantage. This was actually another thing a client told me. They go, you should always be investing where you have a competitive advantage. And look, me going through the MLS, looking at new deals that hit the market is no different from me scrolling around on like Redfin, which is what you could do as well. Just looking for fixer uppers that hit the market. And then you go, hmm, there's a fixer upper. So, I started getting into the most profitable side hustle to ever exist. Buying real estate cheaper than what I could sell it for. Like literally, I scroll down on Redfin, real simple. It's like five minutes a day of scrolling, you know, while you're on the toilet, I'm scrolling through Redfin, looking at new listings. I go, hmm, here's a fixer upper in my neighborhood, which I believe in the neighborhood because I live in the neighborhood and I sell places in the neighborhood. It's selling for $400,000. All it needs is paint and carpet and I know I could resell it tomorrow for $550,000 after I clean it up and fix it. I could literally go in there myself and paint it and fix it up if I needed to and make over $100,000 buying a house just because most of the people buying houses in my area are like, ooh, that needs work. I don't wanna touch a property that needs work. Okay, dude, I'll buy it. Like. I'll take the money, thank you very much. Now, obviously there's a little bit more complexity to this. In fact, I have an entire real estate investing program that takes my entire 10 years of knowledge doing deals just like that and showing you how to make money with cash flowing multifamily deals, how to make money buying these houses below market value, take advantage of over-improved deals, take advantage of rental arbitrage, everything all in one place in the program link below. Check for that coupon code as well. Appreciate you checking that out, by the way. I always told myself that I would be my own personal fallback. If I had a real estate deal that wasn't working out, I know at least I could go in there myself and I could paint it, I could clean it, I could do what it would take to make sure that property gets a tenant and that mortgage gets paid. Taking advantage of those kind of opportunities were crucial in building what I've built today. And I know you could do it as well, Mostly because I look, I go, dude, I'm not special. I can watch a YouTube video and change an outlet. 
I can watch a YouTube video and splice together a transformer. If I could do that, I can roll some paint on a house. It's not that hard. And if for some reason, this is like some frontier where for whatever reason, people won't buy houses because they don't look like flipper HGTV crap. Okay, fine, I'll buy it. And I'll make it look like HGTV stuff. <laughs> I mean, come on, there's a whole TV show to show me what people are interested in. Now, there, there are things to do and not to do related to that show, but I think you catch my drift. So to me, all of a sudden, here I was like 21, 22 years old, not only working in the real estate business, but doing whatever I could to put my money in the market and then put that money also into really good deals in real estate where I had a competitive advantage. But I felt inspired. And look, originally when I was like 15 or 16 years old, when I got inspired, I got inspired to play Counter-Strike or Splinter Cell or Halo, because that was fun. And that was the definition of inspiration to me, was being motivated to go have fun. But by going through this journey, I learned something else that was really, really important when it came to making more money. And it was always doing something where my reputation was growing. When you all of a sudden go from being an unknown entity working for Jamba Juice and Red Robin, to having even like, when I started in the business, two five-star reviews on Yelp. And all of a sudden, like I existed online, my business was real. Like, oh my gosh, other people actually left a review of my business and other people are like, this is the hardest working agent ever. That's really good. Because to me, that was always scalable. Now all of a sudden, when people are looking for a real estate agent, at least I'm a contender. I exist. I don't exist if I'm working for $8, $9 an hour. I don't exist if I'm driving Uber or delivering Uber Eats. I don't matter, like I'm not getting anywhere. And I'm not saying that's bad. I mean, you can make some decent extra cash, but I don't think it's gonna be what's going to get you to retired early. And if retired early is the goal, throw that crap to the curb and put that effort that's going into doing gig economy crap into like, pounding the pavement like I did and delivering people some pumpkins with some flyers and your face on it. But anyway, if there's one massive takeaway from all of this, it's obviously that you should go down to the link in the description below and check out my programs. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I had to do that. No, if there's one massive takeaway from all of this, it's that you too can do this. I'm not special. And because I'm not special, I know you can make money doing this as well. You just have to start. And whatever you could do to motivate yourself to get out there and start makes me happy for you. So thanks so much for watching and until next time.